All right, we are on the air. Oh, all right. Hello, everybody. Hi, I'm Patrick Chavis, and we and you are here at LA Theater Bites, and I am here with Royce uh, Shockley, and he's the executive producer of the Color Collective, that will be that's uh, premiering at this year's Hollywood Fringe Festival. Um, hey, good to talk to you, Royce. Hey, How are you? Patrick. Yeah, I'm good, man. Cool, Happy. cool. Um. So I'm I'm just gonna read uh your the the synopsis of what the show is and then we'll we can go in a little deeper. All right. Um, the Color Collective is a comedy variety show featuring women and people of color in everything from music and dance to stand up and sketch comedy. The Color Collective strives to be a show for all people where we can tackle topics that typically aren't or can't be covered by others. Our goal is to make the audience laugh and see past our color or gender and to be sure that the point of view of minorities and women are always heard. Inspired by In Living Color, Chappelle's show, and other variety shows of the past, we show that smart, unique comedy can come in all shades. We want to highlight artists that may not always get the right spotlight as others of different color or gender. So, um, hey, tell me, uh, tell me a little about the show. How did, uh, uh, how did you... Uh, why did you think uh, a show, as it said, it's kind of inspired by In Living Color and Chappelle's show? Um, well, how how did why, why did you decide to do a show like this? Well, for me, it was when I first came out to LA. Um, I was I've been in LA now seven years. Started really doing comedy about uh, five years ago, and when I started, I remember just going to shows and and just even just taking classes and realizing that. You know, there weren't a lot of, well, really any, that many people that looked like me in some of the classes I was in. The shows that I would see, uh, it would all be the same. There also weren't a lot of women. And if uh, if there were people uh, in a, involved in a show that, you know, were people of color or women, they weren't always able to be themselves. Like sometimes they were, you know, they were used as tokens or sometimes they were used as like, okay, hey, you're going to play this character, but, you know, we're expecting you to be very ethnic with it. Or, you know, like, you know, women having to play stereotypes or being sexualized, all that, where it's like, why can't it just be about the comedy? You know, why can't it just be about everybody's individual story? And I figured it's like, okay, well, this doesn't exist. Let me do it myself and create something like a platform where no matter who you were, you could come on and showcase your talent and showcase that like, Hey, like, you know, this is me. I don't have to put on for anybody else. Uh, sure. We can talk about race. We can, you know, examine some of those stereotypes and go deep, but this doesn't have to be just about that. Uh, and I remember, you know, growing up, like one of the first comedy shows I you know watched regularly was, you know, like in living color. And then uh, watching like Deaf Comedy Jam and seeing Eddie Murphy, uh, like you know, Delirious and Raw when I was younger, even though I probably wasn't supposed to watch that at, <laughs> at that age, but you know, it was still you know inspirational just to you know seeing you know people that look like me out there like that, you know, being funny, talking about things that I could relate to, um, instead of you know when I would go to shows, I would see a lot of things that I. So, okay, yeah, I know nothing about this particular thing, or this is like very highly specific or obscure. I mean, basically, for lack of a better phrase, it's like, yeah, this is something that, you know, mostly white people know about, not, you know, 
not anybody else could really relate to this or it's more exclusionary um mm-hmm. actually so it was really just about wanting to have a a place where no matter what color you were you know white black if you were asian if you were if you were latino it doesn't matter everybody has a place where their voice can get heard where their story can get told and where they can just show the talent because if you're just if you're funny you're funny nothing else should matter so um when 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 we're talking about this show the color collective uh it's it's sketch comedy it's kind of different comedy kind of things um are we are we keep is it staying like almost like uh are you taking things from what's happening now currently and talking about them in comedy or is it more like um timeless than the comedy the comedy that you're doing in the show could could happen anywhere at any time i would say it's a little bit of both uh we tend to keep away from most um, political things you know we'll talk about social issues you know here and there you know or unless like you know something you know just pops up with like okay now we have to talk about this but our our main thing is that you know we can write a sketch like i can have a sketch about a black family or um you know or group of friends or whatever and there's something in it that everyone can relate to like for instance there's a sketch that is in our upcoming friend show it's uh called the the legend of the enchanted chancla right and for people that don't know what a chancla is it's the same thing as okay you're a kid and your grandmother tells you to go get the switch if you don't know what that is you've been told maybe to um, go get the belt or at least you know of that it's like you know the the names may change the you know the titles or something may change but it's still the same story like we all can relate to to that everybody has a crazy aunt they just might say different words they might you know express themselves in a different way that's that's really our main focus uh but you know we're not going to shy away you know from you know social issues you know if something comes up you know for sure because that's also a big part of it because yeah, like, you know, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, about police brutality and, you know, people getting people getting shot or, you know, basically because of the color of their skin. We're going to talk about, hey, you know, how come people are treating women this way? Like, you know, we're going to bring those things up because, you know, it's it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when do you um, when did like this all like this is not your guys's first show and all that stuff. How did it? begin like how did this whole thing start start and grow into what it is now with the hollywood friends 2019 so it all started um almost three years ago uh, mm-hmm. so original originally uh the show was black magic live uh this was started by myself and uh, my friends uh cash abdomalik and claude mciver we had come up with a show where it was like hey you know what let's make it like you know yeah, let's make it just like you know keen pill Peel and living color, and we're you know we're you know telling our stories and you know and just basically being ourselves because at that time um, the theater that we were all based at uh, the Pack Theater, we were the only black males there, and mm. that was full of like a lot of people. So yeah. we were like, okay, you know what? Let's do our own thing. Let's get our mm-hmm. own stories out there, and then slowly but surely it it started to evolve from that. Where it's like, you know what? If we're feeling this way, other people are probably feeling this way too. You know what? Let's just get everybody in here together. So 
slowly, like over the course of the next year, uh, we would joke and start to call it like Blackish Magic Live, uh, because you know everyone in the in the cast, you know, was not black. It was literally like a little bit of everybody. Yeah. Uh, so about like a like almost a year in into it, uh, my uh, my father passed away, and you know, so we get you know took a break from the show, and you know, kind of took this as an opportunity to kind of rebrand everything and be like, okay, you know, let me do. Uh, let me do the show that this is evolving to be and what, you know, I really wanted to do from like, the beginning, like, you know, since, you know, even just getting into comedy and that's where the color collective was born. And that was yeah, pretty much like ex- almost exactly like two years ago. Uh, so from that, we put out a, a casting call for people like saying, Hey, you know, we're, you know, we're putting together a diverse group of people. We're trying to do sketch. We're going to have stand up, you know, we're going to have, um, you know, we're going to have musical guests, dance, uh, clowning, like all genres of comedy and make it a true variety show uh, where you're taking elements of like Saturday Night Live, you know, Chappelle, In Living Color, even old school vaudeville, because, you know, that's where all this started anyway. Um, and put that all together in something that everyone can appreciate and where the show can be for everyone, even if it's a sketch that comes up or something that you see you might not have understood before you'll understand once we're done and you'll find something to relate to it uh, through there like you know once we once we started that first show like ellie weekly came to our first show we got a feature from there uh and it just started growing like every show that we had at the pack theater was the standing room only you know, where there were people, you know, waiting in line, you know, 30, 40 minutes before, even like a, showing up an hour before because they wanted to make sure they could get in and see it. Um, and the great thing I loved about the audience is that I didn't know 90 percent of the people in the crowd. This was, you know, people driving from Long Beach, people coming from Pasadena, uh, people that don't do comedy at all. These are just, you know, normal, everyday people wanting to see something that was different and you know that's how i knew that you know the show was on the right track um you know as as we were going you know we bulked up the production team to where because i definitely don't do all this by myself uh, it, you know the show's a lot to put on yeah. uh, so you know i'm glad that i have a great team of people there you know to help and everyone kind of picks up their slack and you know, we try to treat it as much like a television show as possible. So we have a writer's room every month. We have, you know, we have head writers. We have a social media team. We have, you know, like production people, stage managers, rehearsal managers, directors and assistant directors, like all of that so that everything is, everyone's on one page. Every, everyone knows that, hey, you know, we're not playing around here. We're not just a normal house show. We it? something out of this was it like that like when you're talking about all of these people that contribute to uh getting the word out and letting people know about your shows all this stuff you said a social media team and all that stuff a writer's room sounds like a lot of stuff was it all like that from the very beginning you're like this is what we need to do we're going to do all of this or did you grow into grow into that that's that's a that sounds like a lot oh you know we definitely grew into that uh because you know for for me like you know i had never produced a show before yeah. i had never like this was literally 
the first show I had ever, you know, started to do on, you know, I, I, not not on my own, but, you know, on, you know, like separate from anything else. Like this wasn't something that was already set up. So yeah. a lot of it was, some was, you know, learning as you go, you know, some of it, you know, you definitely have, you know, growing pains and parts of it also were just from the very beginning, you always said like, you know, we should treat this like a business, treat this like, yeah, sure. We're going to have fun up there. You know, we want to have a good time. We want to give the audience a good time, but you know, we're not out here in the struggle for our health. <laughs> you know, we're not, you know, doing, you know, doing these rehearsals, doing writing scripts, doing rewrites, getting notes, you know, you know, doing shows, all of this for free, just, you know, for the hell of it. Like, you know, we all have goals. We, you know, some of them are individual and some of them are just like the team goal of getting it to a point to where, um, where diversity isn't just a word, it's reality. It's, you know, it's life. Like the, what you see when you walk outside in, in the street, especially a city like LA, that's, you know, ridiculously diverse. What you should, what you see out in the streets is what you should see on TV, is what you should see when you go to a show. Um, there shouldn't be any difference from that because it's just, it's just like the country, like America is not just white. It's a lot of different races, colors, genders, everything. And that should be reflected. That kind of became our motto that, you know, no matter who you are, you should see yourself represented on stage and have your voice heard. And, and yeah, going back to the, to the question, like it, it took a while to get to that. Um, once we, when, once everything kind of switched into the color collective, that's when that's when we decided like, okay, let's have a head writer. All right, let's have a bigger you know production team because a lot of it, um, the day to day operations of the show, a lot of like the heavy lifting like you know I was doing, which is a lot for one person. Um, so, you know, definitely wanted to, you know, have help other like-minded people that, you know, were strong on their own, that we all were coming together for a common goal. Um, like in this day and age, like when like uh, people can go, you know, on Netflix or they can or they can check out something on Hulu or something like that. What do you think? Because you're saying you're, you guys are having such success here with the show. What do you think gets... Uh, people uh out of their seats uh from their netflix and out to your show instead like what what's the difference do you uh, i think the the main difference is that we're not you know we're independent like we're not beholden to any kind of you know rules any kind of you know like hey like you no one can tell us you can't uh, so that's like an, an authenticity that we can bring that, you know, other people may not be able to just whether because of circumstance, because of choice, you know, or or whatever. Um, that's the that's really the, the main thing. Like the the like when people always ask, like, you know, what do you love most about doing the show is mm-hmm. the the best compliments that, you know, we've ever gotten a show up about the show is. You know, someone coming up to us afterwards and just saying thank you. You know, thank you for putting this show on because I didn't think that I would see something like this. Um, there was there was a young woman that came up to us before we had done a sketch about a uh, Filipino holiday, and there were you know 
two women that were, you know, going back and forth about like, okay, you know, who's the most faithful? Well, I'm going to church. Like, um, I'm not leaving for the next week. Well, I'm not leaving for the next month, you know, going back and forth. And, and she was in the audience like, Hey, I did not expect to see something like this. Like that was my aunt on stage, you know, like, you know, like Filipinos are never on TV, you know, talking about like my specific culture. And it's like, you, you know, that, that was just so refreshing. So just great to see. And it, it was just kind of validation where it was like, you know, this is why we do this because everyone is not reflected. You know, everyone's story doesn't always get to get told, you know, without a filter. And that's, that's really the, that's really the main thing that drives all of this. That's what brings people out. That's what, you know, people want to see where, because they'll, you know, they never know what they're going to see next, you know, you know, whether it's going to be just, you know, some you know, random silly sketch because, you know, we're comedians. So, of course, we're going to have just dumb stuff, too. But mm-hmm. the those authentic sketches where it's like, hey, I would not have normally seen this or even having a sketch just like, you know, completely normal comedy sketch where people of different colors and genders are cast in roles that they normally would not get cast in. You know, where you might not normally see, you know, someone on the South Asian being cast as the lead, you know, in like a in like a football sketch. You may not normally see, you know, someone that's, you know, someone is black in like a in an emo sketch. You know, like we can do all of that. And just to show people that, hey, like, you know, we all go through the same stuff. It, you know, just a little bit differently. You know, we each have our own different individual stories that at the end of the day, everybody can relate to. Yeah, man, that sounds great. Yeah. That's, that's really, you know, that's deaf theater is definitely one of those places you're, that you, you make a good point where it's one of those places that's still able to be unfiltered where the person can just completely go out there and show exactly how they feel and stuff like that. Some of the craziest Nuts things come out, <laughs> out come out of come out of uh, the Hollywood fringe and come out of uh, yeah. theater experimental theater where people sometimes people are like, what did I just watch? Oh yeah, exactly. What, why why did they do that? And this <laughs> this is this is happening more and more in theater these days when they come out of that show and you know like and and I mean even movies have become sanitized where there's there's uh, there's definitely limits to what they they do in films these days and you you see it you definitely see it in the difference between the movies that came out in like the 1970s and some of the, all the crazy stuff they they did there when it was more now it's about with a lot of movie studios a lot of tv studios it's about being safe it's about releasing that releasing that superhero movie and i'm not going to hate on the superhero movie because i love the superhero movies but Right, you know, those are that's safe, um, but I, I can also admit it's safe material. It's safe material. That's true. Yeah. That that's why, um, you know, I'm so happy for, uh, you know, even places like like Netflix, where you know, one, there are shows and movies on there from you know all over the globe that you can watch, um, and you know, there's a lot. I guess there's a lot more money to push like the independent films, like like Always Be My Maybe. I love that movie. <laughs> I've seen, I've watched that like a few times already, you know, yeah. in a normal like movie theater that might not have come out. Like, that's why I was happy to see like crazy rich Asians, um, seeing black Panther, like an actual good version of that out in theaters. Um, yeah. 
you know, seeing so many, and I feel feel like it's almost more of like a like a renaissance of sorts of where everyone's like, hey, you know what? I need to be heard. You know, I you know my story needs to be told. Like, yeah, hey, I'm here too. Don't forget about me. Like, it's not just this. Like, you know, and that's something that I would you know hope does you know eventually change. Like, on you know with television, television has you know definitely been ahead of the game with that lately. With one, just because there's so many more choices, there's bound to be more options and things on shows that do reflect uh, reality more. Um, the movies, like with, I was, I'll say the the mainstream movies, like you know that are coming out in the theaters, you know, it still has um, places to go. But I mean, there there has been some progress, and you know, I won't say that there hasn't been, but you know, I, I'm with you on the on the safe thing, where you know most of the most of the movies that come out now, just period, it's oh, okay, it's based off of a property that already exists. And it's not something brand new and original. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, man, can you just uh, can you tell the audience uh, what are the the, the you know remaining shows uh, for the Cloud Collective at Hollywood Fringe? So this Friday night, the fourteenth, uh, we have our opening night. Uh, that's at six thirty. Uh, and we are at the Complex Theater uh, in Hollywood, right off of Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, we have shows on the uh, 19th and 22nd, also at 6.30, the 23rd at 8.30, and the 29th at 4.30. So there's, you know, five more chances to see us during the festival. Nice. And um, can they also see you guys outside of the festival? Are you guys going to keep um, doing this and pumping out episodes and shows? Uh, most definitely. Uh, so what we're doing now is that once Fringe is over, then we'll see like, okay, you know, what's the next move? Because one thing that we would love to do is start doing college tours uh, and start taking the show on the road so that, you know, more people can can see this. You know, it is something that, you know, it's, a, it's an appealing show. It's something that, you know, it has a message that, you know, more people need to see. Have yeah. you thought about putting it online? Like uh, not just doing shows, but also having online content of the shows. Oh, we we have been, and that, and that's what we're starting to work on now. Like you know, trying to do more videos. You know, trying to have like you know, like mini like web series or you know, and things of that nature. Because we do would you know, our eventual goal for this is to be able to get this show on TV. Like I would yeah. say that's the that's the long term goal. Uh, yeah. Man, what man, I'm telling you, what you need to do is you need to do like a video project where you're doing like skits or something like that, mm-hmm. but and have those skits tie in with the show so people watch it online and they're like, Oh, I need to know the rest. I'm gonna go to the show. The show is tied in with what happened online. Yeah. That's that yeah. Man, that's direct community environment. And the people, yeah. It's like doing like the like the teasers for it. So, oh, yeah, the rest of the end, here's the show. (laughs) This is the address. This is the time. Come for it. Yeah, man, I I don't know, man. I don't know if you should do it. I just just think it might be a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I I do like that idea. Because if any, if nothing else, just getting out online, you know, so that the masses can see it, that that in itself is, you know, something that, that should happen. And, you know, Performing at the Hollywood Fringe Festival is a, you know, is a great, you know, 
avenue for that just to get us out in front of more people because there's so many people that come to these shows in the festival. There's so many, you know, different, you know, shows that are here. And it allows us to get in front of an audience that maybe, you know, hasn't heard of us yet or, you know, wouldn't have known about us otherwise if it wasn't for the festival. So that this way we can grow from here.